Welcome to Google Ads Unleashed, the podcast that helps you harness the power of Google Ads to increase sales for your online business. In an ever-changing Google Ads landscape, we uncover the latest strategies, techniques, and best practices for creating effective ad campaigns that deliver real results. And now your host, Jeremy Young. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Google Ads Unleashed, guys. So today I'm going to be talking about something that's rather interesting, and that is whether search ads actually work for e-commerce businesses. Because something that I get quite a lot is from, let's say, amateurs or from people who maybe are not that familiar with Google Ads, is once we build out um, accounts and we sort of scale accounts to a limit where at some point there's just a natural search sort of ceiling. There aren't many more people in, let's say, the UK who search for what um, my, uh, one of our clients is offering. You know, you have to think of it this way. There's only so many people out there who know what your product is or who search for it. Of so many people uh, click on your ads, of so many people um, add to cart, of so many people um, get to the checkout stage, of so many people actually buy. The drop-off is huge, right, of each sort of step. And it also, of course, depends on how popular sort of your product is. But uh, generally speaking, that is where a, a point is reached where a lot of my clients sort of say, what about search ads? Should we try search ads? Or why hasn't this been tried before? What's what's the deal? And realistically, what I always think the reason is, is because that was how Google Ads has been in the past sort of, you know, 15, 20 years of its existence, right? Um, search is sort of the OG. That is where everything has started and everything um, everything has come from. And a lot of Google Ads, even in my own course, um, is sort of taught still this way, right? Sort of a lot keyword-based because naturally, um, I was compared to learning how to, uh, um, you know, you have to walk before you run, right? When you learn something new. And if you know the fundamentals of search and if you understand how search campaigns work, then understanding shopping, Pmax, and all of these other fancy campaign types becomes just a lot easier. But yeah, I think it's because a lot of sort of search has been uh, sort of impregnated into, um, is that the right word? I don't even know, uh, put into people's brains and uh, they want to then trial search. And the reason why we don't usually start accounts with search campaigns is for once, there's obviously one exception to which I'll get later, but the reason for it is because it's not designed for shopping, right? That's just the reality of the situation. Search ads were obviously the first type of ads that existed. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm still a dinosaur. I, I'm back. Uh, I remember the times when you had manual search campaigns or when, you know, you had sort of uh, two or three pence clicks because you were the only one in the auction. And the, that's literally the minimum you had to pay. And what Google realized over time is that although search ads are great, they lack certain features which a lot of e-commerce uh, e-commerces like us like uh, people who deal with e-commerce businesses who sell products online they lack a lot of features which 
are essential in the purchase process and in the decision process when someone per wants to purchase, right? Now, first, of course, shopping ads are ubiquitous. But what people don't really think about is why they exist, right? And they exist because they have the following advantages over search campaigns. First of all, you see a little picture of what you're actually about to buy. So first of all, if you actually have um, the intent of purchasing something online and you're doing your research, let's say you have in your head, um, you know, a bed for children's bedroom and in your head, you know exactly what you want, something like uh, maybe something in, you know, made from teak um, and it's meant to be a, uh, you know, um, just a single bed or something like that. Or for instance, you've got the classic sort of children's racing car thing in your head and that's what you want to buy. Well, when you see the little picture, you actually know what you're going to purchase and you click on it, right? So that was one of the elements. It sort of pre-qualifies the user through... Um, them knowing already what is what they are expecting on the landing page. They don't have the same with search, right? On a search ad, although you have now image extensions and that's great, you usually end up on a collection page where there's a lot, a lot of products. So you're not actually getting directly to the product, but rather you um, sort of you lack a little bit of context, right? You might be clicking on a search uh, ad and you land on a collection page and might not be at all what you actually wanted to to, to buy or what, what you sort of uh, wanted to have. Um, so it has that one advantage and one I also, also revealed just now is that um, it leads people directly to the product page. Shopping ads go directly to the product page. So they cut out an essential step in the purchasing funnel. And that is people trying to decide um, what they actually want. So there's an interesting thing in uh, in digital marketing or in the marketing in general. It's called the choice paradox. I'm not really sure whether I'm going to sort of recite this uh, correctly now, but basically it goes as follows. Um, it's the illusion that people uh, want want a choice uh, when when presented with um, the options. Right? Uh, do you want to have a choice of something, or do you want just be given something? People always want to have a choice, right? They think they want to have a choice, but in reality, people are much more inclined to make a choice if something is presented to them rather than when they are presented with too many options. Think of it when you went to study, right? How many courses are out there? I mean, it's amazing. You can study anything in the world, but it paralyzes you. There's too many choices. You can't, you don't know what you're going to do. And there's been famous experiments made as well with, um, again, don't quote me on this, but I'm, I'm hoping to recite. There've been experiments done on um, shops, like uh, pop-up shops um, and, Basically, they sold the same jam, right? And in one store, they had 25 different jams. And in one store, they just had three jams. And that was it. And more or less, they tried to figure out which store is going to make more revenue, the one where the choice is just made for the for the consumer or the one where they have multiple choices. And in the end, it turns out the one with fewer choices 
um, is what made more money. And how does this relate now back to shopping ads, of course? It's because the choice is made for you, right? If you if something is presented like a little image is presented to you and this is the product. And for instance, very often we try to push the best sellers, of course, with shopping ads, right? Uh, to, to, to get users to purchase, then they are much more likely to purchase. And again, like I said, it cuts out that essential step of being on a collection page with 20, 30, hundreds of products where people then choose um, and instead the choice is made for them. And um, yeah, another thing which I just mentioned is, um, of course, it cuts out that just that stage of the funnel. So naturally add to cart rates are a lot higher, etc., etc. So another interesting thing why shopping was invented is that it contains information which users need in order to make a purchasing decision. Okay, so. Again, search got a lot better over the years, of course. Um, it, I've already talked about image extensions, but I also um, you know, want to mention at this point like something like price extensions or uh, something like structured snippets, which give a little bit more context to, for instance, the price of, of the product. But essentially, the shopping ad does a lot better job of sort of um, telling a user in very, very little, um, in, in very little steps, what they need to make a purchasing decision, yeah? So is this thing an offer? Is there a discount code? Is there free shipping? Is there, what's the price of the product? Is it, you know, even that qualifies the user, right? If uh, someone is more affluent and Google tracks this sort of stuff as well, do you click on more stuff that's, you know, higher, uh, you know, cheaper or expensive, then um, you uh, obviously are m more qualified and you actually know what, uh, you know, you already in your mind made up, okay, this is a, a price I'm willing to pay. I'm going to click on this ad and see what this product is about. Also, it gives information about the brand, for instance, yeah, which brand the, uh, the product is. Um, and the product title also gives you a little bit of information about what the product is. Of course, it's very important for advertisers like us to optimize it for the correct searches. Um, etc, etc. And another advantage of shopping campaigns is generally speaking, they are a little bit cheaper. The clicks of them are a little bit cheaper because more or less uh, the conversion rates are for e-commerce naturally a bit lower. So Google sort of corrects for that a little bit because um, in with the sort of lead gen businesses, as a rule of thumb, you would probably expect something north of 5% if you can. I know this is a massive generalization now, but basically I'm just trying to sort of uh, give absolute averages of sort of the client base and my experience of uh, clients that I've dealt with and I've seen hundreds if not thousands of accounts. And generally speaking, the e-commerce conversion rate always hovers between one to 3%, right? So in order to generate positive return on ad spend, uh, Google naturally has to make the shopping prices a, a tiny bit lower than, than others. So that's why shopping was invented, right? So to make the funnel a little bit shorter, to generate a bit more better conversion rates, to qualify the user better, the user already knows when I click on the shopping ad, to 
um, that I'm going to make a purchase and decision now. They know the price, they know, they've seen the little photo which they might like, uh, they've maybe read the title which they like or the description of the product, they've seen an offer, they've seen free shipping, etc, etc. So generally speaking, that's why search ads don't really work as well for e-commerce businesses. So there are exceptions to this now though, okay? So that's why I would recommend maybe not starting with search, but it's something that you should maybe entertain further down the line. When does search work? So it works really well if your store is generally has a really high conversion rate, right? And if you have category pages, which are very well designed and um, sort of reflect quite accurately what people are searching for. Example, what I mean by this. So for instance, it's not gonna work for, let's say you sell t-shirts, okay? But um, you're not, but uh, you're not gonna be having one category just for men's t-shirt and then trying to run a search campaign for men's t-shirt. But rather you might have a category page with um, let's say, uh, dinosaur prints, let's say, and if someone searches dinosaur uh, prints for me uh, t-shirts for men, and you have a category page that reflects that really, really exactly, then uh, search is actually workable, right? So that is one case, of course. Um, so it it just has to be super, super, uh, a, a really good store, really good products, and it has to be very, I should say, uh, very, very um, relevant for the, the search queries that you're trying to target. That is one instance where search can work. Um, another instance where it can work pretty well is just simply your, um, is by using DSA campaigns instead, so dynamic search ads. If you don't know what they are at this point, I would just recommend um, listening to my episode about dynamic search ads. Uh, basically, they are really, really handy in sending users again to an exact landing page. And as a result, you will, um, you know, cut out that sort of funnel step again. And as a result, they convert really well too, okay? So another uh, thing that you might want to try with your search campaigns in order to make them work is to use broad match. Oh my God, broad match. It used to be really crap, but nowadays we're trying more and more with, with broad to see if, if it works. And the more, um, you know, we test, we see actually the, the, the power and uh, the potential that this match type brings with it. So this is something that I would highly recommend you test for all of your category pages. Uh, if you want to be running search ads, because it can generate slightly lower CPCs and uh, it goes a little bit more for the intent of the user and sometimes it can work uh, extremely well. Um, another issue uh, with search ads is that naturally if you run performance max campaigns and have asset groups completely filled out, um, then I would, uh, th then naturally you will see that search doesn't actually deliver as often. The reason for that is relatively straightforward. It's because Pmax takes precedence over search and it'll sort of steal away that traffic a little bit. So again, that might be a reason why you, uh, why search also doesn't work that well for e-commerce businesses at times. Um, just another thing that I want to throw another wrench. I want to throw in the works here. Um, now I want to 
I think I've covered everything in that regard. Now I want to talk about something that's actually super, super interesting, uh, where search can be really, really powerful for brands. So the I've, I've actually started with something really interesting before, um, where I said, you know, if you think back to my example, I sell a certain product and this product is only, you know, sought after... Um, a couple of times in, you know, a couple of hundred or thousand times in the UK per day um, of that many people click on your ad, of that many people only add to cart, of that many people initiate the checkout, of that many people uh, purchase, right? So you'll always have a certain ceiling with Google Ads where you can't scale more and then it comes, you know, it turns, it sort of uh, becomes more a thing of trying to, um, make your funnel more efficient in order to, you know, generate the same result, but with the same advertising spend and sort of just generate better return on ad spend. But this is a situation that we're in with a lot of clients that, uh, very often. And, um, you know, they're say saying to us, can we spend more? And we're like, well, we're kind of really scaled all of the shopping campaigns to a limit on, or the, the performance max campaign now to a limit where we literally cannot spend more because there's not more people searching for our stuff. Right. And, um, if you think about this all, it all sort of, um, it can be encapsulated in a very, very famous and, uh, well renowned marketing concept. And that is sort of the stages of awareness. If you ever heard of that, the stages of awareness and marketing. So, uh, this one goes sort of a little bit, uh, like this. So if you think about, uh, your business, right? The people who, are most aware of your product are obviously the ones that are your customers, right? They are, they know of your product and know what it does. Um, and they have purchased it already and they might be recommending it to others, etc., etc. Then if you go one removed of that, these are the people who are aware of your products and they may have seen your ad before. Um, they know it exists and they are aware of it, what it does, but they might not be fully convinced yet. They've not purchased yet, but they um, know what your brand is. They know what your product is, etc., etc. Then if you go actually a little bit further removed from that, then you know, then you get people who are aware that a product exists, right? Let's say, for instance, they know that a desk exists, yeah, and that's something that they are looking for, but they are not specifically aware of the product or your brand, right? So that's sort of one little step removed of uh, the awareness in, in, the, in your brand funnel. So they know what a desk is, they know the solution, they know what it does, right? but they are not aware of your product or your brand yet, and they don't know what your product solves. And more or less, Google Ads is literally a channel that taps into this area, right? It taps into the area of people who know the solution to their problem and are searching for it actively on Google, or they search for the uh, product um, specifically or your brand specifically, right? In order to purchase because they know what the product does. They know what your brand does, etc., etc. The issue with these type, with this type of awareness is that, um, or these stages is that it's very limited, right? And that is ex exactly the ceiling that I said before. It's, at some point, there's not more people searching for your product on Google, right? 
So that is where it becomes interesting because one remove from the solution is aware is the stage of problem awareness, right? So the, these are people who know that they have a problem that they need to solve, but aren't aware of any solutions, no brand and no product that can solve their problem yet. And with Google Ads, this translates to search volume, different search volume, right? So people search for different things um, when they are in this phase. And unfortunately, shopping ads are really, really bad to capture this sort of area of, um, of, of the funnel, right? Of the sort of buying journey of any user to find your brand. Shopping is very good for the solution and product awareness, right? You, someone searches for a product and if your feed and your ads are good, then Google will match it to, to this user, right? And done. But if someone just searches for the problem, how do we capture them then? Okay. Um, of course, then there's another stage that's unaware. That means people aren't even aware of their desire or, or their problem, uh, right? So they, they, they have no problem. They didn't even know that this product exists or that this problem exists. And in the end, um, for problem awareness and uh, at the unawareness stage, that is where channels such as TikTok, Meta, etc. are good. Um, where people, you know, discover something where they didn't even know that they needed it, right? So that's kind of uh, um, a mastery level of marketing that Google Ads isn't really designed to, to tackle. But the problem awareness funnel, that is very good. And I'm going to try to illustrate this with an example now. So we are looking after a client right now. We're not allowed to say their names, but basically they sell a product that... Um, uh, it's a very specific sort of massage product that can solve uh, back pain and neck pain issues, okay? So there are a lot of, it does really well, and we're doing really well on Google as well. And what uh, we've now uh, sort of reached is the stage where the, we can't really scale more with our Pmax campaigns um, and our shopping campaigns because we're at the stage of compromising our return on ad spend for, for volume. And at the moment, we're like at this perfect equilibrium where we're spending just the right amount to, to um, you know, generate, to really hoover up all these people who are aware of the product and search and, and purchase and who are aware of the solution like this product and uh, and click the ads and, and, and purchase. And basically, we yeah, the, the this is sort of the pool of people now where we have a real problem uh, to actually scale this account a bit further because there's only so many people in Britain who know this product and actually search for it on a daily basis. But... There's a ton of search volume in the problem awareness stage where people don't even know that this product is the solution to their problem that we haven't tapped into yet. So there's a ton of people who search for, I have neck pain, what do I do? Or I have back pain, what do I do? I have um, f f uh, fibromyalgia, I think is the word. I have, to, uh, what do I do? Um, I have... Um, lumbago what do i do yeah uh, solutions to lumbago etc so they are aware of their problem but they are not aware of the solution yet so at this stage is where we tap in with search ads 
we analyze those problem fields because there are a lot of problem fields before people actually uh, sort of transcend to the solution product awareness. And we try to capture the search volume with usually broad keywords and search campaigns, but we don't send people straight to the product. We send them to a page that programs them for that the product is the solution to their problem. And these pages are so-called pre-sale pages or advertorials. So this is something I'm going to tap into uh, at a later stage, but this is sort of mastery level of Google Ads where you have to really combine, uh, you know, uh, perfect copywriting, really understanding your user, really understanding their pain points, really understanding the problems that they have, really understanding what sort of things they look for on Google in order to solve their problem, etc., etc. Um, and I know this was a long-winded explanation, but basically this is another, this is actually the one of the only few really, really powerful and strong use cases um, for search ads and through which we've found to um, scale our accounts as well, our clients' accounts, uh, because we can tap into this problem awareness stage, which shopping is not designed for. We do this with shopping a little bit, maybe with sort of, um, you know, some optimization of the product titles, but it's not as effective as, as uh, search campaigns and advertorials. So I just want to conclude on another final note next to DSA campaigns. Of course, your branded search campaigns. I've done a full episode on that as well if you want to listen back, is something that you should always deploy in, in your account and it works perfectly well. But going back to your original question, is search good for e-commerce? The broad answer is no. The very long-winded answer is it depends drastically on the category pages on, on uh, your website and the strength of your brand, etc. your conversion rate, the relevance of your category pages in uh, in correlation to the search volume that exists for the products on your category pages. And finally, whether you have enough marketing brain and enough um, sort of manpower and also uh, uh, patience to test advertorials with search campaigns. Otherwise, I would recommend just stick to your uh, performance max campaigns stick to your shopping campaigns and that is where you'll see the most results on this note thank you very much for listening if you need help with these advanced strategies if you need help with um you know sorting out uh, your google ads account or if you need any sort of um you know advice on how to scale your ad accounts if you feel stuck somewhere just give us a shout, reach out to jeremy at youngandigital.marketing, reach out to um, us on Facebook and Instagram, and we would love to have a chat with you and see if we can help. Have a good week all, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Google Ads Unleashed. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. If you found value in today's podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating and a review. For more information or to connect with Jeremy, check him out online at www.younganddigital.marketing.
Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.